0: You know who you are as a person. God has created you the size that you are. And whether it be medical reasons or just out of something you're going through emotionally or personally, you should not dictate your personal size and body to what someone else thinks. I
1: see the world before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the wall is falling, but I keep my head I see the before me. I know what changes are coming. I hear the world is calling, so, so I, I keep, keep my head, head off now. We break into every. We break into
2: every. Hello, and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We
3: break into it.
2: Hello and welcome to the Barbecues Corner, where we step out on faith and defy I am your host, Joyce Donkard. This is season four of the podcast. And if you do not know, season four of the podcast is about young people. And we just want to give them the opportunity this time to come on here and talk about anything and everything about their life, their journeys, how COVID has affected them, what are the lessons they've learned um, during this period. And so we have amazing guests here who are going to be our hosts. And, you know, this is the only time I'm going to host for season four. I just wanted to bring on our hosts and let us talk and have a conversation so that you guys know more about them, not just the videos you've seen about them on social media. So we have four amazing hosts here. We have Anu oluwapo Falami, Esmi Anab, Samuel Masakoi, and Suleiman sey and two of them are in Gambia, and two of them are in u s, but they are all different nationalities. So that's what I wanted. I just wanted to have different nationalities come on here. I wish they were in different parts of the world, but it's okay. You know, coming from different backgrounds and they have different ways that they have been brought up by their families. They have different beliefs or understandings of life and they've been through different things. So it's nice to have all of you guys here on the Barbacas Corner. I am so glad that you are here. I'm proud of all of you. I appreciate you guys for being on here. It means a lot to me having you here. And so I'd like you guys to just introduce yourself. I'll start with Anu since she's the first on my screen. So go ahead, Miss Falami.
4: Hello, I'm Anu Falami. I am 11 years old and I'm going to seventh grade.
2: Woohoo! I can't wait. She's going to be 12. She can't wait to be 12 in December. So <laughs> thanks, Anu, for being here. Esme, please go on.
0: Hi, I'm Esme Anab. I recently graduated with my bachelor's in public health, and I'm just entering the work field.
2: Woo-hoo! Oh my god! It's just like yesterday you just went to uni, and now you are done. Wow! Like <laughs> congratulations. Woo-hoo. Thank you. We're so happy for you guys. So proud of you, Samuel.
1: Hi, my name is Samuel Masengo, and I'm in uni, second year, and I'm nineteen.
2: Wow. Well done, Samuel. Well done. Thank you for being here. Suleiman. Hello, my name is Suleiman
3: State. I'm 20 years old and going to my third year in university studying journalism and digital media.
2: Wow. Well done, guys. Like different fields from public health to journalism. And Samuel, what did you say you're studying?
1: Development studies.
2: Development studies. Wow. And I know she's going to seventh grade now. I don't know. what she plans on being. But yeah, welcome guys on the Barbecas Corner podcast. I appreciate you once again for being on here. Tell me what was your first thought being invited onto the podcast when I did say, hey, you know, I would like you to be
0: on the podcast. What were your first thoughts? Anyone can start. Okay, I guess I'll go first. I was shocked mainly because if you know me personally, I'm a very quiet person. On the phone, I guess I'm more talkative. That was appreciative that I was considered. Oh, nice. I think I'll just call out names. Suleiman?
3: Just like Asmi said, I think I'm a very quiet person as well, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it at first. Then I approached a friend and they talked me up and said, this would be a good experience for you, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, yeah, of course I can do it. And I said, yes.
2: One of the reasons why I reached out to you, Saul, was because Suleiman is also called Saul. So if you hear me saying Saul, just know that it's Suleiman I'm referring to. But one of the reasons why I reached out was because you host on K Radio.
3: Yeah, we do. Samuel and I, Mm -hmm. Samuel who is in Spec Media, and I do a football show on Thursday at Q Radio, every Thursday, 7 p.m. So I guess radio, podcast, pretty similar. So
2: (laughs) Pretty similar, yeah. Even though we might not be talking about sports on here. (laughs) (laughs) He mentioned Samuel, but there's not the Samuel on here. So yeah, Samuel, what was your thought when I asked you to come on the podcast?
1: Well, to be honest, I was kind of surprised because I'm not used to doing things like this. So it was a surprise. The fact that I was sure, it was like, wow, Okay. And maybe I've done something right that I've been chosen. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a surprise actually.
2: Glad that you're here. For Samuel, Samuel is part of our Youth for Promise group in Gambia. That's a youth group in my church in Gambia. So, for me, starting Barrier Breakers, I started with Youth for Promise in Gambia when I was in Gambia. And so, anything I do, I always want to involve them in. So, having you on here. I had to do a lot of questioning. I had to ask around a lot to find out who was suitable to come on here. And you are a comedian. Everybody was like, somewhere, somewhere. I was like, okay, well, let's go for somewhere then, you know. <laughs> <'cause>. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons I feel like you'd be good on here. Yes, you may not have hosted any shows or programs or talks, but I feel like you coming on here will be great as well. So hopefully you can give us something funny <laughs> on the <laughs> podcast before we leave. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was the thought that came to mind when I asked you.
4: I was excited, but a little bit scared because I don't really talk to people I don't. <laughs> but it's not that bad. Like at least I get to do new things.
2: Yeah, and that is one of the reasons I thought about when I had this idea. I mean, at some point, I feel like I might not be on here. I want to give young people the opportunity. One day, probably will hand it over to young people to take over the podcast and do whatever. I don't know. But even on Biowakers and whatever we do behind the scenes, I always want young people to be involved. So I wasn't looking for anybody perfect out there. I wanted to just give anyone the opportunity. Sometimes you don't know where life will take you. But wherever you are, whenever opportunity comes knocking, See whether you are able to, and sometimes just trying something new is good. So talking about something new, what is something new that you have been doing this year (laughs) or something new that you got?
4: Something new I've done this year in my musical thing, like my instrument thing in school. I'm trying out for the high advanced part. So that's something new.
2: That's good. But you also got something new this year.
4: What? Cyrus. (laughs) Cyrus.
2: Oh, tell us about Cyrus.
4: Cyrus is my dog and very tiny and he likes to play a lot.
2: What kind of dog is he?
4: He's a Shih Tzu.
2: Okay. Yeah. So they had this new dog and they have been all about it. But the first time, can you tell us the experience the first time you got the dog?
4: So my family has a long history of being scared of dogs. <laughs> so when I was looking at Cyrus online, I wasn't thinking that I was going to be scared. I was like, oh, yeah, I can overcome my fear. I'm older now, so I'll be fine. And then he came. I couldn't carry him because I was scared because he wanted to wiggle around. <laughs> and the guy just put him in my hands. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> so then I was so scared. And then we were trying to put him in play plan because we didn't have a gate then and my mom and me were still scared. So I dropped him and he started running. I started running too. I couldn't. So then I ran. And then the first couple of weeks I was warming up. Like when he comes next to my foot, I'll put them up. Like I'll just be scared. But then I got used to it and now I'm not scared of dogs anymore.
2: Listen, these people did presentations. I think you guys did like one-year presentations to your parents about a dog. And so Anu knows every kind of dog in this world. Like she knows all the names. (laughs) I don't even know. So she did all the research just to make sure that they have a dog in their house. So... (laughs) I don't know what I'll go through that. I guess the lesson here is if you really want something, you go for it. You will push, you will fight for everything that you got in you. You fight to get it. So I guess that's what she and her sisters did. And that was amazing.
0: (laughs) Anyone else want to talk about something new they're doing or they did this year or got? Something new for me personally is applying to jobs for my specific career. I have had jobs in the past kind of just given to me because like my mom has her own store. Or like I would talk with my professors and be like, hey, can I be your teaching assistant? It was very simple process, but now having to create a resume or CV, applying for jobs, creating cover letter, the interview process, it's more new to me than before. Hmm, that's true listen (laughs) i know like kids are rushing to be adults like i can't wait
2: to grow up and then it comes with responsibilities like no one is going to build a resume for you no one is going to i mean obey guidance and all of that but you have to put the work in yourself so (laughs) it's a lot yes samuel and suleiman anything
3: i have done a fair amount of new things this year the radio you mentioned earlier that started this year a few months ago also got a part-time job with a media house where I write stories, news stories, and I also did my first ever interview two days ago actually with a very prominent politician, which will be aired soon. So I've done a good amount of new things this year.
2: Wow, that's amazing! Keep pushing, keep striving, trying new things. Sometimes it can be scary, but it helps you to grow and be better. Samuel, yeah,
1: really, I don't think I did anything. You just basically um, got called for more shows, and last year. But this year, I've actually been able to develop more on my talent, like the comedy aspect, I've been able to go on more shows. And yeah, that has helped me develop it. And I would say, yeah, that's new. Because during 2020, it was just me at home. I was not doing much of it. I just took it for granted. But this 2021, it has been like, recognized and I've been called up more and I've been doing more. So I think that's a new thing for me, yeah.
2: And I think that's great. You know, when you take a step of faith to do something, It's really scary the first time, like I said earlier. But as you take that step, you grow, you become better. And it's like you want to try and make something smooth, right? You have to scrub it or scratch it on the whatever rough surface until it's smooth. That's how it starts out when you're taking a step of faith. It's really scary. It's rough. yeah, being shaped and molded to be better. And it comes with its challenges. It comes with opportunities as well. So if you don't take that step, it will never come to you. If I never sat a barrier because I wouldn't be talking to you guys today, I would never even have a podcast. So getting up and doing something is very, very important. And that's really good for all of you that have done something and are pushing. Their wins are going to come. So just keep striving in that area. And how did COVID affect you guys? I know it's like going over a year now and we are kind of like getting back out there. But when COVID first started, how was it like for you being at home for some people that were still at home? How did it affect you guys? Somewhere you can actually start.
1: During COVID actually, I got to learn more about myself. That was when I learned I had this talent of like comedy stuff like that. So, it was during COVID-19 I discovered it, but I didn't take it seriously Something probably well actually come out of lockdown there because before lockdown, prior to that, I didn't even know. I didn't even take it seriously See, um, Get to know uh, about a different set of myself, which has actually brought me this far.
0: I me, The beginning of covid was rough for me because I was leaving my university to come back home. My university was in Austin, Texas, but I lived in Tyler, Texas. So it's a four hour difference. And just being away from my friends and the life that I had when I was in university is so different. When you come back home and then you have chores again, I guess because of my past in high school, before I went off, I wasn't super close with kids in school. So it was a very depressing environment when you don't have a lot of people to talk to. I sometimes communicate with friends like over the phone and stuff, but it's just not the same compared to hanging out in person. I'm grateful to have like church friends and family that helped, but it was definitely depressing. Yeah, I can imagine (laughs) for the young people. Yes, Anu, you want to say
4: something about that? When COVID started, like what Esme said, it was hard because I was in the middle of a school year, fifth grade, and everyone was so excited for the upcoming events that would happen because fifth grade was a new grade and like you did more stuff. And then we went home and then my parents got a letter They said COVID and then we had to stay home. So then all the activities that fifth graders got to do were gone. And then it got more serious. My parents didn't even let me go out of the house. Like, even if we were going to CBS they'll keep me in the car. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? So then all I did all day was reading my books because my parents forced me.
2: (laughs) Reading your books and being on your iPad, (laughs) watching TikTok videos, yo.
4: (laughs) So.
3: When COVID started, it was a confusing time. We took a little break before we started online classes. And then during that time, I use the internet a lot to learn, to school, actually. I've done a lot more of learning on my own over the past year than I've done, I think, my whole life. So that's a good thing, I guess. It made me discover that I like learning on my own more.
2: I like the fact that some of you discovered yourself, who you are during COVID. And that it's so important that even in, as young people to discover yourself, every stage of the way that you're going, know who you are, trying to find out what your likes is, you know, what you love. you are even in that moment even in that time that is sad is quiet is silent in time no one to talk to you know who you are and do what you have to do to be a better person and for me just like man, I enjoyed being home <laughs> because even before COVID, I always was praying for a job or hoping that one day I'll get a job that I can work from home. And then it happened and I was like, yay! Instead of waking up at 7 or 6.30 to get ready for work, I am able to like work 7 at 9 so I can wake up at 8.45 <laughs> But the way my body is set up, I would still wake up at six thirty. I would still wake up at six. I would still wake up pre the time, and then I'll be like, "Oh, I still have more time." So I like three hours to get to work. And I would go, but yes, obviously, I had my morning devotions that I would take most of the time or sometimes that i would do, or sometimes I'll just sleep into like one minute to nine and you see me rushing to log into the computer. <laughs> and but then I felt like that was my favorite part of Covid. Yes, a lot of people lost their lives and may their souls rest in peace. We are hoping that this is over as soon as possible because people need to go out. I feel like a lot of people realize how important it was to be amongst other people. You know, I've had a couple of friends that felt like they were introverts, but when the COVID happened, they realized that. I cannot be an introvert. (laughs) I want to go outside. I want to have fun. So yeah, but that's me and how I felt about COVID. It wasn't an easy time in our lives, but this is some of the things that I loved about it. And having to work from home was one of the things. Right now, we're like hybrid season, which is that very soon we might start going to work, but it might be like few days in work and a few days at home. So we are seeing how it's going to go. So what are some of the challenges you faced in your life as a young person? What are some of the things that you have faced and you feel like, why is this happening to me? Why me? And maybe I'll just start with myself just to probably share a little bit of what I've been through. For me as a young person, I got bullied a lot in school. I was also an introvert. I wouldn't call myself an extrovert right now. <laughs> I feel like Amber, intro, Amber, you know, like in between intro and extra, I can be extra if I want to. And I feel like I'm more intro. I don't know. But when I was in school, I was very, very quiet. I was very, very silent. It was when I was with my friends, that talkative part of me would come out. And that's mostly like weekends at church. But in school, it was more of this reserved person. And I got bullied a lot. I am a Ghanaian, but I grew up in the Gambia. So being in a different country, being in a different environment from the age of four, living there for most part of my life, it was just something. So for me, it was like, I'll go to school and somebody will just take the chair off from me. And instead of me sitting on the chair, I'll land on the floor and you have all these people laughing at you or somebody saying after school, I'm going to beat you up. And I had like very few friends. And even if I had friends they were probably in different classes, so they really didn't know what's going on. And, just one friend, probably in class, not really a friend, but somebody who sued for me. I had somebody like that, which was really great. But I was bullied a lot until there was a point I even told my parents that I want to change schools. I don't want to go to those schools, even though my dad has a school. The only thing was that I'm a year older than the school, so I could never go to that school unless I wanted to repeat a grade. And my dad would not allow me. And he never asked me why or anything. And I always say this, that your parents will only teach you what they know. So maybe he didn't know to ask. But I was always like, I need to change school. I want to change school. Anytime that we had a day off of school, I always went to my dad's school because I felt like that was a fun place to be and I wouldn't be bullied. But most part of my life until eighth grade, I was bullied. And I mean, it was not the fun part of my life. I didn't really like that area in my growing up. But I think after high school, I got over it. And I don't know how, but I guess with prayers and all of that, things changed. And I just wanted to be better. And I probably saw how different people behaved in different situations and I was learning along the way and had to come to a point where I had to stand up for myself. So that part of my life was not the exciting part of me. I really didn't like it. But it's something I went through and I know that I can never go and bully somebody. And if somebody came to me and said, hey, Joyce, you said this about me or you laughed about the situation about me, I would truly be sorry. And that's why I'm very careful about being judgmental or laughing about somebody or anything. And even one came to me and told me that this is what I did, I really would apologize. And if I'm not, if I've done anything to anybody and you are oh yeah, listening, I apologize. But it wasn't my intent because I've been through that. And it's something that I don't want to see anyone go through. That's me and my story. So what are some of the things you'd face that you'd like to talk about? I know you want to go?
4: I don't really know something i faced. Probably with my sisters, sometimes they can be over-exaggerating and they cause too much trouble. And sometimes it's not fun. Like when I have a sleepover with my friend, they'll try to come in my room and then they'll be like, it's not fair. You only get to have sleepovers. And it's sometimes annoying.
2: Can you imagine that challenge. <laughs> I feel like that's a problem for first kids. If you're a first child, you go through a lot because all your siblings want to be like you. And so they try to want to poke into your business a lot. And I guess that's one of the things that she's faced, having to be a firstborn. Yeah, Suleiman. So, as a
3: kid, I was similar to where I am right now, but a lot different as well. I think as a kid, especially in middle school, high school, Didn't really know who I was. So I guess I outgrew that after finishing school because I know myself more now and I'm still learning about myself. But as a kid, I didn't really know who I was. I was quiet. I was reserved. But I didn't really know what I was capable of, what I wasn't capable of, the things I could do and the things I couldn't do. So mostly used to listen to a lot to what people used to say. Not that I don't listen to people now, but I used to listen to a lot to what people said or what people had to say about me. Not as much now. So I think I found myself a lot more now and I'm still finding myself.
2: Yeah. And I think that's very important as young people to find yourself. I would say that I didn't find myself, oh, I didn't really know who I was. I felt like I knew. And so I was just up in my head and all of that. But I feel like I knew myself, let me say about when I was 30. (laughs) Now I'm giving out my age, but. Yeah, it took me that long. And that's probably because of just different situations that I've been in my past. And I had to go back, back, back into my young time, like try and look at all the things that may have caused me to come to that point and dissect it properly so that I can know not to do some of these things again and not to get involved. And I feel like right now I'm so in tune with myself. and know what I want. And when you talk about when you were young, you're listening to people a lot, but now, not that you don't listen to them, but you know who you are. And so nobody can just say, Anything about you. And even if they say anything about you, it doesn't matter because you know who you are.
3: Yeah. So some of the things that people used to say that would have a lot of impact won't have as much impact now because you can know what is right and what is wrong, actually. Yeah. So when someone says something, you'll know where they're coming from and you can know whether this is something I should take or this is something I should just let go of.
2: Yeah. And that's absolutely true because even though I felt like I knew myself at some point in my life, though, if you said something about me, I'll be defensive about it. One, and I'll tell you who I am. But when you know yourself, sometimes you don't have to tell somebody who you are. You just have to show them and they'll get the message. So finding yourself, I feel like it's a journey. Every season we are knowing who we are. Even in this season, that the next season you feel like, okay, I don't need to take this along with me anymore. And you grow out of and become better. So. Just keep growing whoever you are as a young person. If you feel like you haven't found yourself yet, just keep asking yourself questions, journaling as well. I feel like when I was younger and somebody would say something to me, it had a lot of impact. Like Suman was saying, I had low self-esteem. So when you said something again about me, it would really, really hurt. I feel like now it does, but because I have the right people around me, I can talk about it with them and not be shy about it. Because at first, when somebody will say something about me, I'll just keep it to myself because I felt like that's what everybody will see. But now I can go and ask somebody say, hey, this is what this person said about me. Do you see that in me? Because I don't want that to happen again. And if I hurt somebody in that way, because somebody can come and say, hey, you did this and I, and I didn't like it or something like that. I'll definitely apologize and let you see my point. It's not like it has happened a lot, but I feel like if somebody did come to me and tell me that this is what you did or this is how you are, I'll find out from it other people i'll have a conversation about it and see where i can be better so yeah whatever the challenge is when you feel like you haven't found yourself just keep having questions and have the right people around you to ask samuel
1: i always had this because i was the smallest i was small i had this small but and I, because of that i was quite shy I was more of a shy person. I became outspoken like towards the start of my senior school. But before then, I would just go to school in class, the regular, then just go home because I was shy. Even when they'd ask or something like that, because of my size, I would feel like people would mock me for anything I'd say, so I'd keep everything to myself. And like you said, I had that thing of low self-esteem also. Yeah, I couldn't speak up and shit, stuff like that. So more like the ending of my school schooling days, I think I became more outspoken. I got to come out of that shell became more confident and because due to myself at that point I was mocked a lot and I had this small body but at that time my voice was also kind of deep and they were like how does that go so I'll be mocked as things like that but I became more confident and I think that has helped me a lot to come out of my shell so mm. I think that was a challenge I faced because of myself and stuff like that
2: you're right I think low self-esteem is one of the things a lot of young people face especially with social media Social media is not helping <laughs>
1: Yeah, it yeah, has yeah. its
2: pros and cons <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so a lot of people are seeing that they want to be like somebody what be yourself it should take you a long way being yourself
0: me. yeah something kind of going off what you're talking about growing up I kind of had issues with how I saw myself physically whether it be body size or consider myself ugly And it kind of started around fourth grade and really extended all the way through my middle school and high school. And it's because someone in my life would say, oh, Esme, you're getting big or something like that. And I valued that person's opinion so much. I took it to heart and it really took a toll on me emotionally. I didn't talk about it with this person. So it was just something in the back of my mind. And then when I started getting more involved in academics, I used to do this thing. Do not do this. The very unhealthy. I would eat in school. But then when I'd get home, I wouldn't allow myself to eat until I finished my homework, which would be around 10 or 11, maybe midnight. Like that's not healthy. I was doing that because I was like, oh, this person said I'm not the right size. But if you saw me at that age, middle, I mean, elementary school, middle school, I was a big child. That's not something that would come out of your mouth probably, but I think it's my assumption. The person's background coming from Africa and seeing like smaller size people, mainly because of just how life is over there Mm. and comparing me here in America and not considering that maybe, but it's something I took with me throughout school. And when I left home, uh, where I had to like get food for myself and take care of myself. I started appreciating myself and my body and not trying to be any particular size for anyone. How I ate was for me. It wasn't because so-and-so told me I should lose weight or whatever. And even now people would be like, oh, Esme, you've lost so much weight. And that's because I would always have that mindset of like, oh, someone was telling me this and that. Well, essentially what I'm trying to say is you know who you are as a person. God has created you the size that you are. And whether it be medical reasons or just out of something you're going through emotionally or personally, you should not dictate your personal size and body to what someone else thinks. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Even I faced that
2: as a young person. Well, not people telling me that I was fat or anything because I was also slim, like someone was saying. But I remember like in certain parts of my body and wishing that it was like this, especially in my face, I was like, I always say I have a square face. I don't have the egg-shaped face and I wish I had an egg-shaped face because my face looks broader and things like that. And I'm now appreciating it. And I mean, there are certain styles like you would never see me do a pony like this. I would never because I felt like it just brought out my face. I would never even do cornrow all the way back. It had to like come to the side because I felt like my face was broad. But this year I just started to go all straight and it was really, really good. Everybody was like, oh, this is really nice. And I even liked it. First of all, you have to like it for yourself because if you don't like yourself or don't like anything on you, right? Then when somebody tells you that this is not good, you are going to be <laughs> affected by it. But if you love yourself and you love what's on your hair, on your body, anybody that comes and tells you anything, it's just going to bounce off like it never really affected you. You might not argue, you might not be defensive. You just say, okay, no problem. I like it. You may not even have to say that, but in you, you know that you look good, whatever you say. <laughs> you are on your own. So... <laughs> But how have you guys overcome these challenges? I'll go back to Anne. It might not even be these challenges, but some of the challenges. How have you been able to overcome it?
4: I just pray to God God is there to help you. And talking to people sometimes does help. Yeah,
2: you. absolutely right. Having conversations with people about whatever you're going through actually does take a ton of weight off of you. And I guess that's why some people would say we'll recommend therapy if you really do not have anyone to talk to. But then again, you can have therapy as well to have conversations with people so that you can actually dissect what's going on. Iman?
3: I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I've overcome it. I just know it happened. I guess I just spoke up someday and I started appreciating who I was and didn't really care what people had to say that actually wasn't true. So when you know you, you know about your faults and you know about your positives and your negatives. No one can come to you and say, this is a negative when you know that it's not you. So as you said, when people say things like that, it bounces off you because you're already confident in who you are. Yeah. So knowing myself, knowing who I was, growing up to know myself has helped me a lot to overcome some of the things I used to worry about, things that I shouldn't have worried about. Sometimes yeah. I even wish I could go back to that little kid and then give them advice that this is not anything you should worry about. This is not important stuff. But anyway, I guess you have to go through things like that to know yourself.
2: Yeah, that's true. I didn't even know how I did it, but I guess one of the things that I do is being reflective and I've grown to be doing that all the time. Especially if something major happened during the day, I would just go back and see, hey, if it it was a good thing or a bad thing, I'll go back and check and see, hey, you know, where can I do better? What could I have done? What I said, do I need to apologize about it? I was always reflective. And also one of the things that my dad told me when I went to uni I studied in London, so the first time ever I left my parents' home and he was leaving and he told me, always journal. So journaling was something that I always did. I have so many books (laughs) that I have written a lot of things in, but with technology right now, I get to leave voice messages because I've gotten to a point where I've gotten tired of writing. So I just make voice notes and just put as reminders how this day went. Or if I have something I want to do, I write about it. And sometimes I even speak to myself and go to the mirror and say, hey, because one of the things I didn't like about myself when I was young was my nose and my lips. And I'll just go and I'll be like, oh my God, I wish I could just change this nose and this lips and all of that. But (laughs) I appreciate them now. It's not like some big nose or looking some weird way or something like that. And everyone used to tell me how I had a beautiful smile from when I was young. That was one thing they always said. So I always appreciated that. But sometimes I go to the mirror and tell myself, hey, you're beautiful. You're sexy. You're fine you're good. I encourage myself. That's one of the things that I do. And so sometimes they tell you to have words of affirmation and you feel like it's not doing anything, but it's actually doing something to you and there'll be change that will come on. So just do what you have to do to get to where you need to be. Samuel, how have you overcome some of these challenges?
1: Well, I got to speak up more. If anything was bothering me, I'll always find someone who I could talk to, like confide in. So yeah, that got me to come out of my shell and They always encourage me to be more confident in anything I do. Just like Suleiman said, at some point, wherever someone said, it didn't matter anymore because as long as I felt it was good for me and I was happy with it, then what someone else says does not matter. So I got that in my mind and it helped me a lot.
2: I think that's very important. we said this. Having the right people around you is so good and having conversations with those people is really, really good. But like Esme said earlier, there was somebody that she really loved and took their words to value and the person said something and it really affected her. So sometimes you need to push some people out of your way. You have to stop confiding in them. If that's the negative that they're always bringing to you, you can't go back to that kind of person and tell them anything. So finding the right people to talk to is very, very important. And, you know, here at Barrier Corner, you can always reach out to us, sign into our DMs on social media and talk to us. I am there to have these conversations with people nobody needs to know. I'm there to always give the advice, a little things, my two cents. So reach out to us and let us know. You can email us at thebbcornerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions or if you just need advice on certain things, just reach out to us and we are there to be of support. We just want young people to be better. Esme, how have you overcome some of these challenges?
0: Essentially, I came to a crossroads with myself and I was like, okay, so you can just continue to be depressed over the matter or just upset about it. Or you can do something about your lifestyle health related and make an impact personally. And so what I did was essentially just change bad habits into better ones. Like I would stop studying around 10 or 11 and eat before then. Of course, I'd eat normal time for dinner. And then I would just keep reminding myself that I am valued and physical appearance isn't everything whether it's your weight or what you look like. I know social media has made it such a thing. Everywhere you go, TikTok, Instagram, everyone's posting about their appearance and it's not about your appearance. It's about who you are personally and how you contribute to society and what you can bring to the world to improve it and such. So I started taking a more positive outlook in life, which made me take a more positive outlook on how I saw myself and how I treated my body and not trying to look a certain way for anyone. That's so, so good. Know who you are, find yourself and do what you have to do for you, not
2: for anybody, not for attention and anything, but make sure that you are okay with who you are and go out there and be you. So what are you guys looking forward to? Season four of this podcast that we have young people on here. We're going to have young guests coming on. What are you guys looking forward to? I'll start with Salima, actually.
3: The thing is, I like talking to new people, and I'm looking forward to doing that a lot because we will be interviewing a lot of people that I have never spoken to before. I like communication. I like listening to people, hearing their point of view on different sorts of things, their background and things they've been through. And I like to share mine as well. So I'm looking forward to that the most, the communication part. I think good communication holds you as an individual, and I'm hoping that I'll get some of that also looking forward to what else am I looking forward to bettering myself when it comes to speaking
0: hmm. that's good that's good that's me what are you looking forward to I'm hoping to get inspired by young people I know people are doing great things in life and I'm just shocked and amazed every time so I'm excited to hear other stories that's great well.
1: I'm looking forward to speaking to new people getting their points of views their opinions their perspectives also.
2: I think that's an important thing, getting to know new people and their perspective is really great.
1: Anu?
4: I like what Asmi said, to learn from other people because other people deal with other things differently and overcome them differently. So just to learn more and take their experiences to know and like maybe help me when I have to overcome this challenge.
2: Great. I guess one last question. What advice have you guys got for young people out there that they feel like this life is hard, I can't do anything, I don't know how to move on. What advice can you give to them? Like
4: I said before, have conversations with people and just believe in yourself. And sometimes take note, like if you have to write something down, write it down, like write your emotion on paper. Yay. Yay! Some good nuggets there. Suleiman? And
3: the advice I would give them, I would have given myself if I was their age. I'll just say there's nothing wrong with you. You're just growing and you have flaws, but you are also an amazing person. So I think there's nothing wrong with you physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever. I think you're okay and you will grow out of whatever you're going through. Patience is important. I think as a kid, sometimes you want everything to get perfect
1: Mm -hmm.
3: instantly, but then growth is part of being human and you will grow. If you want to grow, you will grow. And it's a process as well. So just take it easy on yourself and just trust the process.
0: Trust the process. Yes. Esme? Yeah. Going off the not trying to be perfect. Just don't put too much pressure on yourself. Trying to figure what you're going to do with your life or whether it's personal things going on, everything is temporary. You'll figure things out. I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing in life or just praying and hoping that God will direct their paths. You don't have to know everything, and it's okay to not know. Reach out to people who you think may give you some great advice. That's all you can hope for. That's great. I'm
1: Well, what I tell any your is you should just be yourself and whatever you want to do you go for it never give up on what you want to do as of now because yeah you see a lot of people starting off things that they give up on it easily so you go after what you want don't let what other people say get to you don't let other people judge you as long as you feel that it's good then yeah you go for it also have God in mind because he is what we look up to after all should always have God in mind and have God in everything that we do
2: Awesome, have God in mind. Like always put God first, like they say. I'm so, so proud of you. You guys are like, whew, you are great advisors, man. Like <laughs> and I think one thing I would say to you guys is that as you have said this for other people, always go back on this podcast or even when I'll be sharing some of your quotes go back on them and just listen to what you said for yourself so that when times are tough, because this life is full of ups and downs, it's not always a smooth one. It's never smooth. So it's full of ups and downs. And so going back to some of the things that you've written about yourself or said, even on this podcast is so important that it will help you be better. It will help you emotionally, it will help you physically, spiritually. However, it will really, really help me. I do go back on the podcast and listen to some of the conversations I've had I do go back to some of the things that I've written in the past and I use that to encourage myself. I look at some of my past experience or pictures that I was happy or fun and it was fun or whatever. And then it helps me go to the next level. So whatever it is, always go back on some of these things and listen to them or whatever you've written, just go back, read it and you'll be encouraged as well. And I just want to say thank you guys for being here. This was a very good conversation. I don't know. I had no questions written out. We just started off great. And you guys were not prepared. I didn't give them any questions. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting the questions that I asked to come out, but everybody said what was true to themselves. It wasn't something that they prepared to say. So I'm really, really proud of you. You guys are amazing. And thank you for being on here. Thank Thank you.
3: Thank you for having us. Thank you for
2: having us. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breaker's Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by... Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in Begandia, West Africa.